Who is Swamp Thing? Here's a word for the novice nerd from the Why So Sidious podcast. Imagine if all plant life in the universe had a mind, one single interconnected consciousness. This is called the green in DC Comics. Wherever there is vegetation, the green exists. It's a realm in a way, like the quantum realm. Swamp Thing is an avatar of the green. He is their warrior. He exists to preserve life and keep plants in perfect balance with all other life forms. The opposing force is the rot, seeking to kill all life. This war represents how famine or disease have always been a part of species, no matter what, an inevitable evil in a necessary balance with life. The rot wants everything to die, Swamp Thing stops that from happening. There have been many Swamp Things since the beginning of life. The most influential present-day Swamp Thing is arguably Alec Holland, and that's who we're going to cover in this episode. Actually, Alec Holland was his name before becoming a plant elemental. His actual body is dead and gone, but his consciousness hosts the body of Swamp Thing. For years, Alec thought his body was simply covered in vegetation like a symbiote, but he was wrong. This should make more sense as we go through his origin. Alec Holland created a very successful bio-restorative formula that could amplify the growth of plant life immensely. This would have been a huge benefit to humanity in many ways, so of course powerful people with nefarious intentions had to get involved. People were sent to kill Alec and steal his research. He was covered in the formula after an explosion and left to die in the swamp, but the formula amplified the abundant plant life around his body, which decomposed very quickly as the plants consume all of his flesh and bone. As he was physically ingested, along came his consciousness, memories, and personality. The plant comes to genuinely believe he is Alec, as it builds the body it thinks it needs. Mentally, spiritually, it is really Alec, but reincarnated into this new form. It took Alec years before he found out that his soul is the only part of him that remains. He thought his body was covered in vegetation, but he is the vegetation. There's no flesh, bone, heart, lungs, brain, any part of him except his mind. The depths of what this means spiritually are explored during writer Alan Moore's Saga of the Swamp Thing. In the first issue, Swamp Thing was ostensibly killed by a corrupt faction of the government. They dissect his body to study him in the anatomy lesson. Everybody was surprised to find a shell of a body without any real human organs. Swamp Thing doesn't actually need any of the organs to survive. Alec just thought he did. He subconsciously remembers having a skeleton, so one is built out of wood. He remembers having organs, so organs are duplicated out of plant fibers. With realization of this form of existence, Swamp Thing could let go of the idea of humanity to live through the green. Anywhere there is plant life, Swamp Thing can reach it and grow himself a body. Anywhere in the world at any given time, whether it's a bush, tree, house plant, flora that accumulates in pipes, moss deep inside a cave, phytoplankton in the ocean, it's all connected to the green and accessible to Swamp Thing. What this means for life in DC on the spiritual level is very significant, and of course it would attract the attention of people like John Constantine, who was a big magic and supernatural guru. Constantine's first appearance in DC Comics ever, actually, was in Saga of the Swamp Thing. With his knowledge in the mystic arts, 
He helps Swamp Thing realize how powerful he really is. He can shift mountains, change the course of massive rivers. He could turn New York into a forest in minutes. He can access other dimensions like he's walking into the grocery store. Constantine led the character through quite an evolution, while at the same time being a huge thorn in Swamp Thing's side, with constant cryptic riddles and continuously leading them into confusing situations without offering explanation. Swamp Thing was faced with some ugly truths regarding some deep-rooted issues within humanity. Facing underwater vampires who evolved after a deadly flood drowned their whole town, they represented a forgotten youth that couldn't fit into the national system and left to struggle just to make a barely decent living or a woman whose menstruation cycle turns her into a werewolf at night, a plantation of zombies, loads of social commentary through the stories of writer Alan Moore, and even though it's written in the 1980s, it remains relevant. It's just the right amount of politics without overdoing it, so on the flip side, things can dive into a trippier realm. When Swamp Thing's mind dives into the green, it's like he is lucid dreaming, navigating through a mysterious psychedelic realm full of symbolism and emotion which often guides him towards his decisions. His mind can completely abandon the body and exist purely in the green, like the concept of an out-of-body meditation. These moments can be fun for the reader and kind of eye-opening, offering interesting perspectives on life. Swamp Thing meditating is like the Punisher breaking into the closest gun store to gear up for battle. But Swamp Thing is welcome into his own ever-present gun store. He gathers ammunition of wisdom for verbal philosophical gunfights, and when the enemy is compromised by the sudden assault of perspective reasoning, they lose focus and are vulnerable to the physical attack. Just a little rock paper as a joke for you. Now this is a weird one, but somehow the trippy connection with the green manifests physically into fruit that grows off Swamp Thing's body. One time a botanist picked it up, wondering what it was, and studied it. Eventually he gave it to two very different people who came to his house. One was looking for something to help his dying wife escape her pain. The other person just wanted to get high. The wife ate the fruit and saw the beauty in life and balance. She had a wonderful transcending experience which allowed her to happily accept death as she passed away. The other one lost his mind and thought he was burning alive. Same fruit, opposite reactions, maybe suggesting the idea that our perception of our life might greatly influence our day-to-day -day reality, for better or worse. Swamp Thing vs. Batman Swamp Thing's love interest is complicated, but at least one story is worth mentioning because it led him straight to Gotham. Abigail Arcane was married to Alec Holland. She even stayed with him after his transformation. And I can't be the only one who feels uncomfortable seeing these two together on page. But the message is she loves Alec for his soul. Unfortunately, Abby was labeled a sex offender after a photographer captured them in action together in the swamps of Louisiana. She was charged with crimes against nature, bestiality. She was taken to jail, awaiting court in Gotham. Swamp Thing violently interrupts the trial, demanding Gotham release Abby. He completely covers the whole city in vegetation, turning it into a forest. But there is a well-known, loyal protector of Gotham that goes by the name of Batman. His efforts to stop Swamp Thing were completely futile. He is completely outmatched. It's unsure if there is any amount of prep, enough even for Batman to defeat the supernatural plant elemental. Eventually, Batman convinces the city to release Abby and drop all charges. Gotham goes back to normal, Swamp Thing and Abby go back to Louisiana. 
By the way, Abigail Arcane is the niece of Swamp Thing's arch nemesis Anton Arcane, one of the most powerful villains in DC. He's the avatar of the rot. Let's skip ahead in DC Comics after the character took a backseat role for many years, Swamp Thing was reborn during the Brightest Day event, which was the sequel to the great Green Lantern crossover, Blackest Night. The villain of Blackest Night, Necron, commandeered Swamp Thing's body and all the powers that come with it. After a heroic process, the good guys revive the somehow preserved dead body of Alec Holland who was the only one compatible with Swamp Thing, which made him the key to defeating Necron. The Green literally buried and preserved Alec's body way back when he became the Swamp Thing. His return turned into a mystery after he murders a group of CEOs in their office. They were discussing ways to save money by polluting the ecosystems. The mystery is the murder itself. It seems too violent and small for a character like Swamp Thing. Constantine returns to help solve the mystery and he asks both Batman and Superman for their help. Turns out without Alec Holland, Swamp Thing's element of humanity was gone, which resulted in the brutality of the attacks. The Green needs him. It requires that humanity and their avatar to benefit a life with such a large human influence. Otherwise, the Green would run rampant, covering everything in plants, ultimately filling the atmosphere with too much oxygen for breathing species to survive. The humanity in Swamp Thing is necessary for the overall balance. Eventually, Alec lost his body again after being ripped to shreds during the New 52 run, so his mind returned to hosting Swamp Thing without the body, and of course, like anything in comics, this is subject to change in the future. Powers Regeneration abilities mean nothing. He's invincible, unless plant life in the universe ceases to exist. One time, Lex Luthor found a way to trap Swamp Thing at a frequency that cut him off from the green, leaving him trapped in his body, which was burned with napalm. Swamp Thing was presumed dead, but spiritually, he was able to wiggle into vegetation off-planet across the galaxy. From there, he recovers and learns to vibrate at the frequency to regain his connection with the green on Earth, and that's how he returns. Might have to read this one to fully grasp all that. His powers and strength are limitless. He can grow into a skyscraper or transport across the planet, immediately growing a body out of the microscopic flora in somebody's kitchen sink. Through the green, Swamp Thing can even access other realms like the afterlife and operate spiritually alongside characters like Spectre, Dead Man. He's one of the strongest characters in comics, period. I'd take Swamp Thing over Superman in a fight any day. There's just no way to completely eradicate him. It's hard to calculate his strength or specify his abilities. He could rip apart an army in seconds with vines tearing through the ground or retrieve a microscopic particle from the wing of a butterfly. He's all over the place and off the charts. Comic book recommendations. Of course, Alan Moore's Saga of the Swamp Thing is enough said. There's everything you need or could hope for regarding the character. Swamp Thing New 52, written by Scott Snyder, then later taken over by Charles Soule, who also wrote the Dark Lord of the Sith comics. He includes a cool Aquaman vs. Swamp Thing if you were into hero slugfests. Spoiler alert, Aquaman is outmatched. 
Anyway, this episode just scratches the surface of Swamp Thing. It's like driving through a national forest, getting an idea of the beautiful scenery it has to offer, without actually parking the car and hiking any of its hundreds of miles of trails. And all that hiking might take a while, but the experience is worth it. Thank you for tuning in to the Why So Sidious podcast. Check out our other novice nerd episodes like Red Hood, Adam Warlock, and more. We'll see you next time.